welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Once again, our show is on the air through the generosity and support of Ron Rubin Winery. Ron Rubin specializes in Russian River Valley Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, wines that to me truly capture the essence of the region. Check out their website at ronrubinwinery.com. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to episode 170. 170, but Beth, can you believe it? It's 170 episodes. <laughs> you ask me that now while I'm drinking wine. I know. <laughs> it took me a second. But no, I honestly can't believe it. It's been seven years. Yeah, seven years, folks. Have you been subjected <laughs> seven years to this? of drinking wine in the morning? <laughs> Anyways, today we have a very special guest, Tion Lorden from Hartford Court, and he is the winemaker. Welcome, Tion. Thank you so much. I'm I'm happy to be here. Excited to spend a bit of time with you guys, and uh, honored to be a, be a very special guest. You are special <laughs> yeah. guest because you. you brought us a very special wine. You brought us this beautiful Pinot Noir. Please tell us about it. Looks like we got the Sonoma Coast 2021. It's delicious. Yes, it's 2021 uh, Land's Edge Vineyards uh, Pinot Noir. So this is a a blend of two different vineyards. One of them um, is our uh, Far Coast Vineyard, which Mm -hmm. is near the town of Annapolis. So Uh uh, most of this blend is from that vineyard. It's about 85%. Yeah. And that's where our now famous owl is yes. actually from. <laughs> oh, that's right. yes. from that vineyard. Um, and then uh, the rest of the blend, usually 10 to 15%, is from um, our Seascape Vineyard. And Seascape Vineyard is above the town of Occidental, kind of overlooking uh, um, Bodega Bay. Wow. So to me, this definitely has coastal Pinot Noir. You know, it's got that lightness, but it's got that, it's got that energy to it. That you only get in coastal Pinot Noir, where it's it's more of the bright fruit, and it's kind of got that elevated feeling, very elegant. Absolutely, yes. It's uh, it's a great coastal Pinot Noir, and for us, what makes it special is the fact that we can use these two vineyard sites. So the Far Coast Vineyard, it's um, you know only about seven miles away from the coastline, hmm. um, so gets a lot of the cool coastal air, but right. it's it's up high at elevation, eight hundred to a thousand feet. So we have Plenty of sunshine that, that, you know, help ripen the tannin and makes it a nice, big, uh, rich wine. But then the seascape is such a cold vineyard, so it brings a lot more spice and, and almost like citrus pit. And that's something, I mean, people, more and more people are aware of the whole Sonoma Coast AVA and looking for that on a label. And it really is distinct. Yeah, this is delicious. Yes, a coastal versus a Russian River Valley, they're different beasts. Mm-hmm. They, they very are, different yeah. in their flavor profiles and... Um, but coastal Pinot Noir is something special. Yeah, I love how people are, you know, people learn about the Russian River Valley. And then as you get to know the Russian River Valley and the Pinot Noirs here, then you venture toward the coast. Right, and all and the different And you see what's happening there sure. and all the neighborhoods, yeah. yes. And there's just, there's so many layers to it, you know, just like the Pinot Noirs that we produce. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so complex, so Exactly. Uh, Pinot is such, it's such a, an array. You know, it's, you can't say Pinot Noir is this because really given the climate, the the elevation of certain vineyards, it's all going to have a particular flavor profile. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're now producing, uh, depending on the vintage, anything between 12 and, and 15 different Pinot Noirs oh per year. Wow. Uh, because of the 
they're growing in these different regions, yeah. and they're so uh, unique and so different from each other. So they're going to be vineyard designated when you're exactly. doing that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's great. Beautiful. Yeah, we're bottling our, our single vineyard uh, 21s next week, actually. So wow. there's a lot of prep happening at the winery yeah. right now. And here you ready. are relaxing at the... <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here Chilling. drinking a glass of wine. I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you for the invitation. People are working back at the winery. <laughs> so when you're working with Pinot, when you have a particular vineyard, what's kind of the thought in your head? What are you looking to bring out of that Pinot? That's a great question. We, you know, we look first for great Pinot sites. Um, where are they? How old are these vineyards? Um well-established, um, what are the soils like, and so on. And then then we really try to do as, as little as possible, actually, mm-hmm. because all of the work is happening in the vineyard. With you know, Pinot Noir is one of the varieties that show where it's growing, right. most of all. So uh, we really need to just try to keep out of the way and, and, and not mess up a great site. So for us at the winery, it's, it's really a... Um, as hands off as possible, so we'll we'll do sorting to to make sure we can take things out that don't belong, um, you know, in the in the in the must in the fermentation. But then it's a natural fermentation, and we just let we let things happen and 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 let that site really show um, what it has to offer. So we, you're just really bringing out the fullest expression of that fruit. Exactly. So you know, by doing as little as possible, so we don't interfere and right. try to put our own stamp down. We let the site show itself. Because it's amazing how just a few degrees of temperature from site to site can change uh, Pinot. The grapes, they're the most sensitive. Where they grow is what they show. Exactly. In a big way. Yeah. Listen to that. You're oh. always Marcy, the, the queen of rhyme. I'm just riffing on T-shirts today, <laughs> I, I think. We're going to start. I need to start writing these but down. But as corny as that sounds, it's kind of true. It's definitely true. Yeah. We, I mean, within, within the Green Valley itself... And we have three Pinot Noirs that are only a few miles apart, and they're um, each of them completely different from another. Yeah. So when someone comes to the tasting room, are they able to taste across these different sites? And what's a a tasting is guided through? Tell us about the experience there. Yeah. So so our tasting room um, outside of Forestville is is open daily from from ten to four thirty. And uh, you have to make an appointment nowadays. That's that's mm-hmm. one of the things you know I see everywhere. Everywhere. Um, yeah, that's that, pretty. It helps us to be able to prepare to give the guest a better experience. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, but you can yeah you come in and depending on the time of year you'll be able to taste the selection of wines. Um, we have a Chenin Blanc. You can taste that sometimes. Uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Zinfandel, Syrah. So. Um, depending on when you're there, you'll have a little selection of different single vineyards or Appalachian wines that we try to take you through and uh, teach you a bit of, about what we do. Well, where, I was just going to say the Chenin Blanc. Yeah, I was going to say, where are you getting the Chenin Blanc, Blanc from? Yeah. That, like, that peaked my little ears. Yeah. So I know, I know. Where, that's, where that's are you harvesting ex- from? It's an exciting project for me. This is from the Jurassic Vineyard. Oh, yes. Uh, it's uh, The Jurassic Vineyard is in the Santa Ynez Valley, so uh, Central Coast. Mm-hmm. And... So I'm originally from South Africa. Uh, we make a lot of Chenin Blanc over yes. there, and so I love Chenin Blanc. It's probably one of I my favorite uh, varieties, yeah. and and it's just it's so versatile as oh. well. And so since I, you know, since I've been making wine here, which is 2010, I've been looking for Chenin Blanc, yeah. and we found this this vineyard, and we were able to purchase a few tons from there. Wonderful! So I want to come try that. I, I want to hear about how you got started in the wine industry. How you? What was your introduction to to that? 
You know, that's interesting and a kind of a long story. I, uh, my love uh, is nature and, and being outside. Um, so I went to the University of Stellenbosch in South Africa to study conservation ecology. So I did that. But being in Stellenbosch, surrounded by wineries and vineyards, yeah. vineyards and meeting, you know, making friends that are in the industry, mm -hmm. I um, sort of slowly veered in that direction. And my parents, you know, they've always loved wine. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned to appreciate wines from, the, from a younger age. And um, just I started working in tasting rooms to make a little bit of extra money as a student and uh, enjoyed it and then helped out friends during harvest when I could. And then at, at some point decided to take a break uh, and, and uh, go do a harvest. So I did a right. harvest at a winery in South Africa. And then I came over here and, and I did a harvest in uh, the Russian River Valley. And then the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> um, I love that you can bring kind of your kind of taste profiles and bring them to what we have here. I, I think that's exciting. And working with these kind of grapes, someone who grows up in a different region, they always bring something new. Right. Yeah, there's there's so many, you know, with all the regions come come different personalities of winemakers and different styles of winemaking. And um, it was, it, I think it's exciting for any region to have people from all over making wines and, and like elevating the whole experience Absolutely. for everyone. Right. Yeah. That's what people want when they're out tasting. That is the joy of coming wine tasting. I mean, you can go to your grocery store and buy a bottle of wine. If you're going to come here and go wine tasting, you want to taste different things and right. explore, you know. And yeah, taste and see the perspectives. Yeah. That's right. the other thing. It's your perspective and how you approach the grapes. And so I, what I love about wine, too, is I see winemakers as writers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're writing a thriller. You're writing a, a romance. You're writing, you know. Hopefully not a horror. Yeah, no. <laughs> Marcy's a writer. So. No horror stories. No horror stories, well, please. Yeah, We've seen enough of that, not though. Do that. Well, occasionally that can happen. It happens. But it's what I see it as. Well, your winemaking choices are like phraseology, your word choice. So I always uh, find that so interesting because I'm drinking what you're thinking in a way about how you're making these choices and let, or just letting the grape make the choice or being non-interventionist. Either way, that's what's exciting about wine because everyone brings something different that's right. to and the e table. Even, even if you decide that your winemaking is as hands-off as possible and you really want to let the vineyard shine, you still as a winemaker have to decide when do you think the grapes are ripe? Well, absolutely. And that, when are you picking it? And that yes. can change almost everything from there on out. Yes. So the whole that, style is different based on that. Even hands-off is a choice. So for me, the, the you know, like I said, I... Nature was my first love and that connection, you know, mm -hmm. being able to make wines and also, so you're, you're doing an office job, a seller job, but you're also out, out in the, the vineyard. vineyards. Yeah. yeah. So I'm always taking binoculars with so I can see, you know, what kind of birds can I find yeah. out there while I'm, while I'm out there. And I think winemaking is a lot of intuitiveness. What's the biggest difference when you first came from South Africa to Russian River Valley? What was like, like, wow, like what kind of like shocked you or, or impressed you or changed you? That. That was there was a big one actually for me uh, in South Africa. You have a winery, and and it's and then it's an estate, so surrounded by um, it's surrounded by vineyards. So the winery is surrounded by the vineyards that they use to make the wines yeah. for that for that label. Um, but here 
you have wineries all over and vineyards all over and people are sourcing fruit all over, Mm -hmm. which I love. So in the first week or so, winemaker at that point was driving me around, taking me to the vineyard sites. And at some point- relationships with all those vineyard owners. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what we were doing. We're we're, we're meeting people and, you know, getting to know the sites. But, you know, at some point I was starting to get a little worried because we're heading out into the middle of nowhere (laughs) to go look at a vineyard. It's a two-hour drive through Redwood forests to get right. to a vineyard site, which that's a, that's not something that I was used to in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I think it's changing. Um, people are doing a similar thing there now. If you find a great site, you plant right. a vineyard there if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter where your winery is. And then you, and you produce the wine from there. So you mentioned that when you're out in the vineyards, you always bring your binoculars, you know, and you're checking the wildlife and the birds. So you have to share with our listeners what is now I refer to as the famous owl story that happened, you know, now at this point it was months ago. But so tell us, tell us the owl story. Oh yeah, this was this was uh, so crazy, such a fun fun moment, especially since it turned out well in the end. Well, yeah, and you're an avid bird watcher, so right. I mean, it's what are the odds? Yeah. That baby landed in the right place. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, we, it was our last day of harvest, uh, 2022, and we were getting Syrah grapes from this far coast vineyard. Mm. And um, they stacked these half-ton boxes too high on the truck up in the vineyard with fruit in, and then it gets driven down to the winery. Mm. We unload them onto our scale to weigh them, see how much grapes we have. Mm. And then from the tent, we start processing them, so sorting, uh, destemming, and so on. So uh, one of our seller guys, Jordan, he goes in with a forklift and takes the top box off of the bottom one and sees something in there. At first, he thought it was a piece of wood because it's small and it's kind of grayish brown, and then went in for a closer inspection and realized that, that it was a little owl. Aww. And I I was on the you know sorting belt at that time, too, because... It's the last day of it's harvest. harvest. You have right. to be there. All yeah. hands on deck. Yeah. Exactly. And so he yelled at me that there's an owl in the box. And I you know, thought, there's no way yeah. there's an owl in the box. And ran over oh and gosh. saw that it was, yeah, indeed, a, a little western screech owl. Oh, God. They're so cute. Sitting Poor little on thing. the grapes. He, he didn't look to be in great shape at that point. Uh, I think he must have been. So they pick at night. And and there are obviously some some lights out to help right. them, and so maybe he was flying around catching moths and stuff. Mm, yeah. And they decided to land on this box of grapes and and eat the moth and and. You and know. then the next box came on top. And the next him. box came I on mean, top the of it. I mean, the odds of that are so oh, poor thing. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, he took the ride down to us, and and then we discovered him. And that's a long way. It's like a sixty mile yeah. ride. Yeah. Right. So he um, we picked him up. I. I'd learned about the um, it's the bird rescue like the center. wildlife rescue bird yes yeah. the yeah. bird yeah. rescue Santa, in Santa Rosa because I went there on a field trip with my daughter's school oh. one time <laughs> so I said no I know what we need to do because oh. when I went closer to him you know he wasn't even moving he's he probably in flinching, shock so something was wrong yeah, yeah. so we put the, we put him in the box and I drove him over to them and they took him in and um, you know took care of him yeah. for I think maybe. 
10 days or two wow. weeks. And, yeah. and, and then they actually drove him back up. So they wanted all the information from me, um, you know, where he's from, so yes. they can take him back exactly oh, to, to where environment. he yeah. came from. Yes, because he has a, a territory there. Yeah. Right. So, they, so they released him. And they said that when they took him up there and he started seeing the surroundings, yeah. he actually perked up. Oh. Like he, he recognized home. it. I'm home. Yeah. Oh exactly. my gosh, can you imagine hearing this story from the owl's perspective? <laughs> it's just so I was just so flying around. The next thing I'm in a box. <laughs> I'm smashed. <laughs> right, right. I'm with smashed. all these grapes. Oh my gosh, did you name him? Does he have a pet does he have a <laughs> nickname? We did not, no. We should probably name him Jordan after the guy who found him, right? I think somebody needs to do a kid's book on this. Oh, this yeah. would be so cool. Oh. It would be great for the winery. That would be it would cute. be the Hartford Court Owl, the story of, you know, Jordan or Jordan. whatever. Yeah. Because it, it it's what a great story that is. I know. And just you could see the photo or the pictures, the illustration, him in the graves, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. How is it possible that this happened? You know, it's so yeah, it's so funny. And, and we're we're happy that we found him and, and knew that he needed some help. Yeah, so that you out. had right. the wherewithal to know where to take him. Right. But really, I could see the owl like, and then I was in this box in this kindly <laughs> winemaker. Marcy is a writer. <laughs> so. Marcy, I think the story is yours. Yes, I think yeah, there we'll, you go. I'll have to come over and we'll co- collaborate on this. But I just it would be the coolest. You could. I see you selling the book in the tasting room. Maybe have a puppet. I don't know. Oh my! I see merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> no more wine for Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, there's a Netflix series. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, the places we could go with this. Uh, yes, yeah, the places we could go. And then it turns out he's a wine connoisseur. <laughs> it just turns out. It yeah. just turns out that, uh, uh, well, you he's know, he's like Syrah. I love Syrah. Yeah. The Syrah grape. Uh, yes, oh, we'll Lord. come here for all your uh, ideas that take away from your winemaking time. That's for sure. That sounds like a great plan. Thank Anyways, you. that's yeah. an awesome story. I love it. Okay, so we talked about if people come to Hartford Court, they need to make a reservation and they can taste a variety of wines. Um, do you go out on the road for the winery? Do you do, you know, any sort of sales things or events? Or I do. Uh, we're two winemakers there, mm-hmm. there myself and Jeff Stewart. Uh, he travels more than I do, mm-hmm. um, but we, we both travel. Uh, we go you know, I, I, I enjoy doing it, uh-huh. seeing new states. And yeah. since I'm not from here, I, I get to sort of get to know other states a bit. So, yes, I, I travel um, to go sell the wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that must be for you amazing because, you know, the United States is, it's like 50 different countries. <laughs> but at the end, everybody loves wine. So right. it's a nice way to meet and see the country. Yeah, exactly. You you travel and you see new people and go to new restaurants and, and stores and, you know, come across all these different personalities. But in the end, you sit around a table with someone that loves wine as much as you do. And that's, right. you know, that's what makes it so fun. Yeah, so the common denominator. So exactly. what do you love about Sonoma County? Oh, Sonoma County has so much to offer for me. It's it's a lot of similarities, you know, for me to, to South Africa. Interesting. In that it's it's beautiful landscape mm-hmm. um, with all the vineyards and the wineries in between. So, you know, just driving over here to you guys, uh, going through the hills in the Green Valley and then kind of getting into a little bit more rugged terrain over here. And it's beautiful with the big trees and, and mm-hmm. you don't even have to go much further and you're along the coastline. Right. 
I, I would have liked if the water was a little warmer and we could swim in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's more of a look it, but don't go in. Well, right, ocean, right. But, <laughs> but other than that, it, it's really, uh, it's naturally gorgeous. And, and it's a great place to go um, hiking and, mm-hmm. and looking for birds and, and just being outside. And then every now and again, you taste some wine. Yeah. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. I love talking to someone as young as you talking about the birds because I sit in my backyard and I could sit there. Sometimes I sit there for hours. Like I'll bring a book to read and I start watching all the birds and I realize, oh, my God, I've like been sitting here for two hours <laughs> and I haven't read anything. But like there's, there's so many birds in my backyard. Oh, but I think, well, amazing. I'm just becoming an old lady. <laughs> Birds are just so calming. Well, there are just so many different ones. Yeah. I have my little bird book that I keep right there because I'm at least once a week have to look up somebody new I haven't seen before. And yeah, um, hey, it's 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 not for old people. It's for everyone. <laughs> Birding is cool nowadays. Birding, Birding is, cool. is always They're cool. Amazing. One of the best courses I ever took in college was an ornithology class. That was just it. Just kind of changed my life. It was so interesting. Because it gives you a lifelong learning, and then to have your bird list of all the birds you're going to find, and uh, and I went to school in Florida, and I'll never forget they took us out. I was in Gainesville, and they took us out to a prairie area, and this was like six o'clock in the morning. We're all there with the professor, yeah. and we're on our bellies looking because there were ospreys oh, yeah. there, and also it's where sandhill cranes came. And we're laying there, and all of a sudden, the instructor goes, look, a hawk. And then, look, the hawk has picking up a snake oh, yeah. right in front of us. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, he just swooped down and picked up and said, okay, I'm out of here. Because I'm thinking, we are if laying. there's one snake, there's more. We're laying in here with the snakes, and the birds see it. But it, it really created that uh, interest and to learn about them and to learn shapes and and the calls. It's, it's, a, it's not just you know, for retiree. I think so too. Yeah, oh my everywhere. gosh. Yeah, that's they're just so fun to watch. And I they love that. they show you that everything is still, you know, doing well out right. in nature. So if if the birds are gone, then something's wrong. Right. Something's going on. So they're they're an indicator of of what's going on around you. And uh I I'm trying to figure out how do we combine or connect you know the the bird world or or nature and the wine industry somehow, mm-hmm. right? And and so maybe this little owl it's story the is the yes. is the beginning of <laughs> yeah. it. That's the book. Yeah. Somehow, you well, get people to. Well, that's a great to, story because it's right. showing what happened in the vineyard with nature and the kind of progression and how this all the outcome was a good outcome and all these right. things because you were in his habitat, yeah. right? You're in his world. Yeah. And then he exactly. came into your world in the winery and then yeah. he got to go home. Exactly. So, but have you been to Bodega Bay, Tian, where the birds was filmed? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Bodega Bay many times. I love going. Uh, I just sort of driven past some of the sites that they yeah, filmed. Yeah, so there's that, nothing, right? schoolhouse. nothing horrific was happening. Yeah, nothing no, bad was happening. nothing horrific. But no. um, I, I, it's one of the movies, if it comes on like TCM, I can't not watch it. Okay, anything else that you want to tell visitors about um, if they come to Hartford Court, what they can expect? So, you know, there is one thing. This might be a positive or a negative, but when you come to Hartford in Forestville, mm-hmm. we don't really have cell reception. So that's a positive. That's, a positive. that's what I would that's think. That's a positive. So Yay. I need to warn people, you don't have that. But that when you go wine tasting, that's I think that's a great thing. Yes. Pos- unless you're using Uber. <laughs> 
Then but, it's less so. Then yes. It's, but we other, have a phone. We can help you. But right other there. than that, yeah, I think that's a positive. So yeah, when you, people come, they just go right through the little town of Forestville, and then you're right past that intersection and the gas station, and then Martinelli Road is the next road? Correct, yeah. yes. So you go through Forestville, down the hill, and then on your right is Martinelli Road. And then if you're on that, it's it's less than a mile from there on your right-hand side. And, and so you're surrounded by, you know, it's redwood trees it's and fir yeah, trees. Beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful valley. Um, and then you get to sit outside and listen to the birds and, and drink wine. That sounds It doesn't really get any nice. better than that. It's a beautiful property. Yeah, <laughs> it's really nice. Exciting. Okay, anything else we need to talk about? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. I will put the website. It's the best way for people to contact you through the website. Correct. So yes. I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put a link to this beautiful wine, the Land's Edge Vineyard Pinot that we had today. And uh, thank you, Tion. It was really oh, fun to get to guys. know you. And I'm so glad you're on the show. Yeah, thank you for great. having me. It was really fun. All right. We well, got off to a rocky start, but then... It... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Blame it, it took, on me. It took several intros just so the listeners know. You listeners but won't we hear that. Nailed it. it was a sign of good things to come. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yes, I think I mistakenly introduced Tion as Pino, but hey, you know... I could go by Pino. We're fine. all friends here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. thanks Thank everybody. We'll see you on the wine road. Thanks. thanks.